This is the Bigger Pockets Podcast, show 264. The thing that drives me crazy, brother, is that I just want everybody to win because I don't think it comes at my expense, right? Yeah. yeah. Like I think a lot of people can win in a lot of different ways, and I just wish they understood what they were actually doing. You're listening to Bigger Pockets Radio, simplifying real estate for investors large and small. If you're here looking to learn about real estate investing without all the hype, you're in the right place. Stay tuned and be sure to join the millions of others who have benefited from BiggerPockets.com, your home for real estate investing online. What's going on, everybody? This is Josh Dorkin, host of the Bigger Pockets podcast, here with my co-host, Mr. Brandon Turner. What's going on, man? I have two questions for you. Who are yes, you and what did you do with Josh? Because I don't know who this bearded bandit guy on the screen is. Handsome. But handsome. That wasn't the word I was going to use. You, you look, oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> How are you doing? First- it is January 2nd. It is officially happy, uh, the new recording. year. We're yeah, recording so, this, yes. Uh, happy, happy New Year. Thank you. For everyone else listening to it, happy February. <laughs> yeah, when, when this comes out. <laughs> yeah, I think this comes out February 1st, so happy so. February. Yes, yes, yes. And I, I am Josh. I've been somewhat absent over the past uh, month or so. You have month, been. Month. Yeah, but, yeah. Man, I mean, really quick and without diving too deep. Had some family stuff go down. Daughter had to undergo a uh, procedure and it just kind of didn't go the way it was supposed to go and, and been dealing with some trauma and, and, you know, it's been hard. It's been yeah. hard family. I'm, I'm always a family first guy and I'm actually, you know, stepping away from family stuff to, to record this because I really wanted to do the show. Super pumped about it. But, you know, my wife and I, Julie, we've been, you know, spending pretty much all of our days taking care of our daughter and trying to get her better. So it's been hard, as you can probably hear. I'm a little emotional. <laughs> yeah, a lot it's, emotional. It's been tough on you. I know I've been uh, watching from afar, but yeah, uh, I'm, I'm glad you're here today. But anyway. Yeah. Man. Anyway, th- so that that's where I've been. And, and again, I, I'm super excited to, to be doing this show. And I, I just want to give a huge thanks to Brandon and and everybody else on the Bigger Pockets team for for holding the fort down while uh, I've been uh, away but uh, you know again I'm I'm always a family first guy and and uh, right now that's that's where my time my energy is so uh but bringing things up a little bit here <laughs> um, yeah man have have you been congrats i think you you close on your trailer park today mobile think, home park i think i close today i mean it might close tomorrow but it should close today yeah that's so, awesome yeah it's pretty exciting and yeah no things things are good the holidays went well all that good stuff went well so it's nice to be sailing off into hawaii i should actually be in hawaii right now i sh- i should be too but you know <laughs> i mean life- i will be when this episode comes out i will be in hawaii you're going to be in the cold Denver. Supposed to be in Hawaii that we, we had to cancel the yes, said trip. So. But yeah, man. All right. Well, so today, before diving into all this stuff, today is a, a very, very different show than we normally do yeah. for a number of reasons. A, we couldn't quite get the time. Timing was tough, but we were fortunate to have gotten some time out of Gary, our guest, and we got to chat with him about some some really interesting stuff. And we'll get there in a second. Before we do, why don't we jump into today's all right. So today's quick tip is actually something I'm looking forward to this year. Uh, if this is going to be a total ad, so if you don't care, all right, it's okay. Plug. Uh, here's the deal. I want to reach. Josh wants to reach. We want to reach a lot more people with bigger pockets. I mean, bigger pockets already is the largest name in real estate investing, but I want it to be the largest name in the world. Okay. <laughs> I just, I want to reach more people. Like I want everyone to know about BP. That's great. Yeah. So 
As such, we are looking to build out our marketing team a little bit. So if you are somebody who is a self-starter, a hustler, a marketing expert, somebody who's worked with like affiliate marketing or Facebook's ads and things like that, I want to work directly with you. People out there creating content, people who know, understand real estate, real estate investing and are just really, really creative. Yeah, we're looking for you. So we are. If, if that's you, hit us up at jobs at biggerpockets.com. And it might be a job, might be an internship, might be uh, we're just going to work with you in some other way. But just if if you're somebody who is a rock star marketing expert, uh, I want to talk to you. So I make the subject line. Yeah, um, uh, marketing expert. What should we do? Market, marketing expert. Marketing yeah. expert. And then we'll know what to look for that. So anyway, jobs at biggerpockets.com. Hit us up because uh, I awesome. want to reach billions of people in the next few years with Bigger Pockets. Yeah. Billions. Passive income without the property headache? It's possible. There's a way to invest passively in real estate and get monthly income without any tenants, maintenance, or property management. The wealthy have been doing this for years, and if you're an accredited or high net worth investor, you too can collect cash flow without the headaches that come from owning rentals. How? By investing in a private real estate fund with PPR Capital Management. PPR's co-founder, Dave Van Horn, wrote the book on real estate note investing for BP. But he's not just investing in notes. Dave and his team also have an extensive background in commercial real estate. And with PPR Capital Management, they're strategically investing in both notes and commercial real estate nationwide. With over half a billion dollars in assets under management, PPR has provided individuals with a steady source of truly passive income since 2007 without ever missing a payment. Check them out at investwithppr.com. Again, if you're looking to get monthly passive income from an experienced team with a strong track record, go to investwithppr.com today. This show is sponsored by Airbnb. Did you know that I turned one of my first homes into an Airbnb? It's true. And it even helped me get the extra income I needed to launch my real estate career. So if you want to try your hand at making even more income with your property, Airbnb is the place to be. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You ever feel like your vacation rentals since empty too often? Missing out on potential income? Look, you're not alone. Many property owners struggle with underperforming bookings and the complexities of property management. But here's some good news. Vacasa outperforms other property managers in 92% of the markets they operate. They've helped homeowners like you increase their bookings by an average of 24%, turning those empty days into profitable opportunities. Want to see what your earnings could look like with Vacasa? Visit biggerpockets.com slash Vacasa, spelled V-A-C-A-S-A, and get a free personalized income estimate today. That's biggerpockets.com slash Vacasa. Today, today's guest. I've been watching this guy for years, and he, he's one of those folks that I've long admired because he's always focused on the hustle, always focused on the grind, always focused on hard work. And I've always had the mindset that that's what you really need to be successful. I was, I, you know, I didn't get angry at people who are like, Oh, I've got an idea. Oh, I just got $50 million to, to, you know, fund it. And there you go. Like good for them. Shoot, man, that that's amazing. But everybody hears about that and the media pushes that. And that's not how the world works. You know, there's very, very few people who come up with an idea, raise countless millions of dollars and suddenly are successful. The average small business person is coming up with an idea and then they work their behinds off in order for it to get some. And that's why I love Gary. I, I think he's the guy who really 
tells people, forget about all this nonsense. You have to work hard in order yep. to get there. You really, really do. And and so for me, that's the big reason that I, I wanted to have him. And Brandon, I know he, he's been one of the, your inspirations as well. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, one of the main, I mean, like back, what, six years ago, I read his book, Crush It, which was fantastic. And it really motivated me to drive my real estate business forward. I mean, let's, let's, let's be clear. Gary Vaynerchuk is not a real estate investor. Uh, you know, we like to bring people on the show occasionally who are not because I believe that real estate is a business. I mean, Josh, you believe that too. Like if you're good at business, you can be good at real estate, but it's hard to be good at real estate if you're not good at business. So what, what he drives is entrepreneurship and how do you become a good entrepreneur? And specifically, Gary talks about how do you harness hustle and social media? Those two things to drive your business. And that's what we focus on on today's show. How can a real estate investor really use, and he gives a number of just interesting, cool ideas for how a real estate investor could beat everyone else in your market, so to speak, uh, yeah. by doing things that they're not willing to do. And so that, anyway, yeah. I, I love Gary V. I love the book Crush It. He's got a new book coming out called Crushing It. It's kind of a follow-up to the, the other book, Crush It. He's got a lot of great books out there, but uh, you're gonna hear a little bit from Gary V today. And again, I wish we would have had like four hours to sit with him, yeah. uh, but he was actually on vacation. He was he in actually, his car on, his, on, on yeah, vacation. Yeah. On vacation, he took time to, to talk with us today, which was yeah. awesome. So with that, again, the, the fact that he's in his car, that's why the sound quality is a little bit lower than normal, but you know. Yeah, yeah, and why the show is a little bit shorter because, you know, he, he didn't have a ton of time. Um, really quick, a little more about Gary. I think he's most famous for growing his family wine business from this $3 million business, dollar business to $60 million bucks. He's New York Times bestseller, you know, as Brandon mentioned. He runs one of the largest social media companies, agencies out there, VaynerMedia. And uh, he's got the Ask Gary V Show out on YouTube. By the way, do you know he was also a judge at the... I think it was Miss America competition. Do you know that? I've seen him like all yeah. over random places. Like, I mean, his brand continues to grow. So I'm sure, you know, he's going to be hosting some TV show. He's going to have all sorts of stuff. Yeah, he's got a TV show on, uh, on iTunes with Jessica Alba, also called Planet of the oh, Apps. So, but yeah, he's also, nice. he was a judge on Miss America. Yeah, I'm looking up right now. He was. So anyway, crazy. Nice. <laughs> awesome. Very, very cool. Well, and one day he aspires to own the New York Jets. So. There you go. Well, if anyone deserves it, I, I think he does because he's working his behind off to get there. So with that, let's bring him in. Gary, welcome to the show, man. It's great to have you. All right, man. So you talk with an, an insane number of entrepreneurs and want to be entrepreneurs. So what drives you crazy about most people who call themselves entrepreneurs today? You know, it's insane. Uh, maybe it's 2018, new year. You got, you know, kind of new thoughts, fresh thoughts. You know, it's funny. It's not that I'm crazy. Like, yo, you're a fake entrepreneur and you're making all entrepreneurs look bad, which I think is happening, right? Like everybody sure. says they're an entrepreneur. So I do think there's a confusion in the system, but I'll be, I'll be very frank with you. It's not like I feel like that's taking anything out of me, right? Like some 23 year old dude who's like going out every night and just puts entrepreneur on his Instagram because he wants to hook up and it's like a cool thing. Truth is, what drives me crazy is I just don't want him to be sad at 31, right? Like, it's not so much that, like, he's fucked up or she's fucked up my game. Like, I feel like I'll always be okay. It's more empathy of, like, that person's insecure. That person doesn't have self-awareness. That person's going to really hit a weird midlife crisis. I really wish that person knew what made them happy. It's not going to be a Rolex. It's not going to be a new Jaguar. That's not going to disguise the insecurities that he or she feels. So what drives me crazy is I think it's one huge band-aid for a lot of people who are emotionally soft. Mm. And I prefer that not happening to them. One of the reasons a lot of people struggle with, 
not a lot. One of the reasons 20% of the audience struggles with me at first, and I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on the first time you saw me as a good, I have a very strong reaction one way or the other because there's a truth in this subject matter where I really know my stuff and I spit a very strong truth which becomes overreaction in either direction. I don't want any money from anybody. I'm not trying to sell them my course. What I'm trying to do is help people. And I think what happens is, you know, 80% really love it and 20% don't like that I'm exposing them and shedding the light on it. The thing that drives me crazy, brother, is that I just want everybody to win because I don't think it comes at my expense, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like I think a lot of people can win in a lot of different ways. And I just wish they understood what they were actually doing. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, we, we, you know, our our community of real estate investors, when this community got started, Bigger Pockets, we had everybody was at each other, right? It was, you know, this deep com- competition. Your neighbor is your competitor. Every other investor is your competitor. And it's like, hey, if you guys work together, we can all dominate. We can all win. And so everybody get together and, and, and rock and, it, right? And, and don't get me wrong. Like, I think competition's amazing. Like, I want to, I genuinely want VaynerMedia to beat every other agency. I do. Oh, sure. <laughs> like, like, I want my books to do better. I want my event. Like, I want, I want to win. I just don't think my winning is at the expense of another. You know, it's funny. The place where I'm most emotional is sport, is really the Jets, you know? And I used to get very upset, probably up until three years ago, that after the game where I'd be crying, my players who just lost a huge game would be go shaking hands and high-fiving everybody else, right? And it was, it was tough for me to swallow. I was emotional about it. But in business, I'm not emotional, meaning when other people are winning and have more successful podcasts or make more money or whatever it may be. It's interesting. I don't get upset because I genuinely do think that everybody can win to their version. Nobody's taking money out of your pocket. You're taking money out of your pocket. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's a very big factor. Like, yes, somebody might've got the Dr. Pepper account instead of us. But I, that's a micro taking out of my pocket. At a macro, nobody's stopping you. And so if you got outbid by $100,000 on this property as an investment, you know maybe Rick or Sally beat you in that micro. But at a macro, nobody's stopping you from going to the next emerging country, state, beachfront property, development, neighborhood. Nobody. Nobody. Right. And I think that's a very important thing for people to understand they're playing against themselves. Um, not against somebody else. While I think it's fun to make pretend or even manipulate you're playing against somebody else just to get your juices going. And I think that's cool. I just think you need to, I think it's an excuse that people use at times to not address their lack of X. Well, so let's talk about excuses real quick. So three of the things that I hear almost every entrepreneur complain about that, or, you know, entrepreneurs, somebody wants to be one, right? And this is true for real estate investors or, or non, any kind of, uh, you know, person, they lack like three things. I hear all the time, no time, no money, no opportunities, or like no deals out there or whatever, right? We hear that all the time. What what do you say to people who complain about those things? I don't have any time. I have kids. I've got a family. I've got life. They're wrong. I mean, well, listen, then don't be an investor. Don't be an entrepreneur. Like it's a, like my mother is my hero. She was a stay-at-home mom. Hasn't made a nickel in her career. Biggest inspiration of my life. The foundation of my trillions. Like, then don't fake it. Like, yeah. like I'm a workaholic and I spend time with my family in extremes. But here I am in the week that I'm supposed to spend time with my family. I'm sitting in a car with you jerk offs because I can watch. <laughs> you know, like, 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 just don't. You love us. Right? You know what I mean, though? Yeah. Don't bullshit. Like, 
Like everybody's got strengths and weaknesses. Lack of opportunity, lack of money, lack of time are absolutely fundamental excuses for an entrepreneur. They're excuses. Now, if you choose to parent deeper, if you don't have natural energy and your demeanor and your chemicals in your body needs more rest or escapism, that's just your real life, but don't act like, that's like me, you know, what I'm fascinated by is the things that we can't lie about physically, but we lie about emotionally or mentally. Meaning, I can't walk around and say I'm a seven foot basketball player. You can just look at me and understand that's not true. But people can say they're an entrepreneur, Yeah. but the definition for me of an entrepreneur is somebody who's a firefighter, who can emotionally deal with a ton of shit, who's lonely, who's a grinder, who's got intestinal fortitude as Gorilla Monsoon and WWF used to say, but you can't see that on the outset. Yeah. I can't see that in the three of us right now watching this. So that gets exposed over time. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, of all the entrepreneurs that I've met, the ones that I admire the most, it's not necessarily hours in the seat. Like, I mean, it, hours in the seat, one of the hard lessons I learned over the first eight years running my company was I was working 80, 100 hours a week, every single week at the expense of my family, at the expense of my health. And, you know, granted, I am successful today because of that. Yeah. There is no doubt. However, would I be successful had I done it smarter? Had I worked less hours? I probably would have. So, you know, Look, it's not hours like, in the seat, right? Uh, Listen, it's hours in the seat, but it's also smart hours in the seat. Yep. Like, look, I always use sports. It makes sense. I could play 50,000 more hours of basketball over the last two decades. No question. Would I be a much better player? Would I be NBA worthy? Absolutely not. And so, sure. like, you know, skill matters. Like, talent matters. So, for me... I have talent in selling stuff in marketing and communication and hours in the seats. And that's why I think I'm an anomaly enigma. I, I think I get to sit where I get to sit because of both. Uh, here's my thing. And this is why I love hours in the seat. It is more controllable than being born with gifted natural ability. Yeah. The end, the end. So now to die of a heart attack at 42, to become a crackhead, to get a divorce of somebody you really loved, to, you know, there are certain, there's so many things in life that matter besides being successful professionally. And, and the one that scares me the most is the people that don't know themselves. Meaning, this is the person that I'd love to reach this early in the year in 2018. If you make $211,000 a year, let's first start with that. That's a lot of money, like a lot. If you're going to ruin everything else to get the 317, that's stupid because 211 and 317 are totally close in the scheme of things. Like what? Like you're gonna get one better suit, one yeah. more vacation? That's not smart. Right. To me, it's about knowing yourself. For me, I would break if I couldn't work or hustle or grind or have the action. I'd break, I'd break. So for me, it's not about the dollars and cents. For other people, you know, maybe it is dollars and cents and the difference between a hundred thousand and a million lets them buy all those things, do all those things they've always wanted to do. Like some people literally want to buy a Lamborghini. I, I have empathy for that. I do. I, I wonder why. I hope it's not because they want to prove to, every, you know, you need to, be, yeah. to understand why. But the big thing I would tell everybody is to understand is what's the difference between 80 and 160 in your happiness and in your finances. For me, 
it may not be the biggest difference financially, but happiness, that extra 20 hours is everything because I want to do that. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. like I want to do that. Like I don't right. know what to say. The end. And so I think you have to know yourself. Yeah, I think that's, Perfect. I think that's good advice. You know, when I read, uh, you know, crush it back in the day, that was one of the very first entrepreneurial books I ever read. What I loved about that was your, just your push towards like, again, hours in the seat hustle. I remember there's a line in there you talked about where, you know, if you want to build your business, if you're not happy, I guess I should start with that. If you're not happy where you're at and you need to hustle and you build your business, you know, go to work from nine to five and then spend a couple hours with your family. And then you got until what is that nine till 2 AM to go work on your business. Like that drove my wife and I to go spend every night till two in the morning working on, you know, nasty rental properties. Cause we're like, no, we, we are not happy where we're at. And so that drove me through that. So again, I, I do want to recommend people read that. You've got a new book coming out, uh, crushing it, which I just got finished reading uh, an advanced copy. I loved it. Okay. So first of all, this yes. is huge. This happens every year. Okay. Uh, excuse me. Every time this is my full business book. Yep. You're the first person I'm talking to that's read it. Oh, nice. So I'm super fucking pumped right now. <laughs> like, I, I want to apologize to everybody listening to the podcast or watching or whatever <laughs> you guys do. I need three to four minutes for myself now. I'm going selfish. That's all right. But I'm, so I'm super pumped. I'm really excited. So, okay. What? Give me some, like, what, uh, <laughs> how about, give me your, what, so you read it. Yep. When'd you read it? All right. I've read over the last three days. So I got it from cool. your team like so four was, days ago. What was, what was the biggest kind of like first takeaway or aha? Like, give me. The three bullets. Sure. All right. So I love stories. I love, I love like hearing how things work in other people's life. There's theory, right? Which is good. But what I liked about uh, crushing it is there's just like story after story after story of people who are actually doing it. Some guys that I know, like John Lee Dumas or Pat Flynn, uh, other people I'd never heard of in my life that was just like really fascinating stuff. Love so that, that was super, super cool. Uh, also cool was, you know, there's a lot of break into social media, right? So how to Snapchat, mm -hmm. honestly, Snapchat scares me. I have one, but I just use it for the funny mm -hmm. faces, right? But like, mm -hmm. I probably should be using that. You talk about Alexa skills. I'm fascinated by that. We're totally going to build mm -hmm. bigger pockets, Alexa skills now. Anyway, I like, I like that take of let things. Me, Go ahead. Let me, let me tell you about Snapchat real quick. Please. Filters, geo filters, like literally putting a filter. You, so everybody listening, you, you know, those filters, when you scroll through the bottom, it says New York or Los Angeles or the time or what have you. The fact that you can make a custom filter and put it over a location is super fascinating. And, it, and my big thing is that it's clearly an under 30 platform. So everybody who's listening, if you're trying to recruit somebody under 30 in the world, I highly recommend buying filters on college campuses. Mm -hmm. You can get free interns that way. Like you could say, want an internship? Like, like the filter that you design on like Photoshop could say, want an internship? And for $6, you could get hustlers. Like there's so much smart shit. So I'm glad the Snapchat thing caught you. Was there any takeaway, tangible, like, oh, I want to try that? I mean, definitely the, the Alexa it's thing. The Alexa like, stuff we yeah, talked that was, about That was one night, of the biggest yeah. takeaways. You know, I have not used a ton of social media in my past with my real estate because I'm like, well, you know, I mean, I use it in my own personal life, but, you know, real estate's the you second oldest. This podcast is social. <laughs> yeah, Alexa's uh, talking to me. Same thing. Uh, yeah, I mean, so like I, I don't use a ton of it, but. I did this uh, interesting study the other day. Well, not study, but in a group, a Facebook group of real estate investors I'm part of, somebody asked the question, what's the number one way you're getting tenants today to come to, you know, to rent your properties? And the, the, the options were like, you know, Craigslist, ad in the newspaper, the street sign. You know what was like, ab like absurdly took over the entire chart? Facebook. Like Facebook is overtaken. Craigslist is overtaken. The every, I mean, newspaper, everything. And like, I've I just mean, begun playing with that. It makes me so happy. Anybody who's been paying attention to me for the last 18 months, I've been diarrhea of Facebook. Like, I, <laughs> I and it's, and honestly, like, if Facebook goes away tomorrow, I don't give a rat to us. It's just, it works and yeah. it's underpriced, the end. And you've got to be, you got to, look, look, 
a screwdriver works, it works better for somebody who fixes things than it does for me because I don't use it as well. Like I'm, I'm just coming from the gym. Like all those machines work, but if you don't know how to use it, and I think people think, you know, black and white, like, oh, Facebook doesn't work for my business. No, 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 no. Yeah. You haven't put in the 50 hours to become good at Facebook for your business. Yeah. The yeah. end. Like for anybody listening right now, like this will be the takeaway. Go figure out Facebook in 2018. It will be the biggest financial upside of your career. Yeah. Right on. I love that. All right. That. So how, how specifically take a real estate investor, right? They, they need to find motivated. I'm up the show again real quick. Yeah. So yeah. Punchline being obviously I'm on with you right now and you know me, but net net, you intuitively think crushing it is going to be a popular book. I do. I do. I think, I think it's going to be good. I think everybody listening to this show, at least, you know, a couple hundred thousand people should go out and buy it. Because you think it will either inspire them and or paint pictures and or give them a practical advice or two worth the 18 bucks. I think, and I think that people do not, people do not see social media because real estate's like the oldest profession, right? Or second oldest profession in the world, right? It's so like, why do you need to, why do you need to use it? Like, I do believe that, like, I believe that is the future. And I believe that's one of the reasons I, I like listening to your stuff is like, you have been harping on that for a while. Like social media is not a fad. Social media is the future. And so it's the current state of the internet. It and is more interestingly. It's the current, I, you know, to me, that's the bigger part. It's not the future. It's not like, Hey, real estate person in three years, everybody's going to be here. So get ready. No, no, no. This marathon is happening right now. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I have a friend who bought a $17 million home from one Instagram photo from a real estate agent. <laughs> wow. Like, like, I don't think people understand what it, it, it's just attention. Yeah. It's just attention. It's why podcasts are important. It's just attention. Like, Hundreds of millions of people are scrolling like this through Instagram and Facebook every day. And a lot of those people are buying shit, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> including homes and art. And I mean, Cartier and Sotheby's and Christie's, they're selling. Uh, my friend told me that they sold a $3.7 million piece of art off of a, a post on Facebook. Like, like real stuff yeah. is happening. And it's not, it's no different than a magazine or newspaper or television show. It's just attention. I'm sorry. Go ahead. What's the question? No, don't sweat it. Don't sweat it. So, the question is, practically, how can a real estate investor who's looking for opportunities, who's looking for deals that are off market, how can somebody who's trying to find tenants, I mean, Brandon gave a great example before, but how can th those person today dive in on Facebook or Insta and get this stuff figured out? Two ways. One, you use it to create real life interactions. Two, you use it to build your brand. So crushing it is a manifesto of how to become the person in people's mind when they transact. Yeah. If you put out tons of videos and pictures that you spend money buying real estate and you're that person yep. and you don't want to sell a $50 ebook, but you're, if you want deals and by the way, sell a $50 million, $50 ebook. But if you're putting out content that says, Hey guys, I'm Gary Vaynerchuk. I live in Manhattan. I buy real estate properties in warm weather places with the ambition to develop them into the future resorts of America. I will be doing this for the next 50 years. If you think that's interesting or if you have anything to talk to me about, leave a comment. If you run $100 and you run that against people of $100,000 net worth or greater in a 10 mile radius of where you live, here's what happens. Somebody just thinks that, you know, and then you write copy to your video. Everybody knows what Facebook looks like, right? And says, I'm in the real estate investment business. If you're looking for some money or you're looking for some opportunities, let me know. So now somebody watches that. Of the people I spend $100 of, 
and their uncle owns property in Costa Rica and their aunt has been diagnosed with cancer. I'm going rogue, I'm going with real life. I don't wanna use this analogy, it doesn't make me happy. I'm just talking to you about life, right? Actually, I'm in too good a mood, I don't even wanna use that. The uncle <laughs> just won the lottery and he's moving, and he's, the, the uncle just inherited the great grandfather's money and he doesn't wanna work anymore. And on a spec, he bought property in Costa Rica 15 years ago. You, the nephew, know that. And you forward the link to the Facebook video and the uncle reaches out to me. I mean, life, it's so, it's, it's so easy actually, it scares me. It's just that people aren't willing to take the risk and the reward. I'm willing and have always been willing to waste 30 hours and $3,000 on spec to learn Facebook. And if nobody emails me with Costa Rica beachfront property, who gives a shit, I learned something. Right. And I know that the attention's there, the end, right? Yeah. Yep. Put in the time, put in the effort and give it a shot. And if it doesn't work, try something else and keep playing with it until you figure it out. I mean, that's, that's the game, right? Yeah. I love that. Yeah. You, you know, anyway, I, I love that. I love the idea of social media again. Like, and like you said, I'm such a big believer in being the guy. Like you said that the word, the guy, like I want to be the guy who buys nasty properties in my area. I want to be the guy who buys mobile home parks or trailer parks. I want to be the guy that buys apartment complexes, right? Because you're smart because it's good business. <laughs> it's good business. <laughs> I'm just closing Jesus, my first one today. I, I, so Honestly, honestly, Facebook, Instagram, podcast. Yep. Yep. Let me give you a good one. I would put a Facebook ad in the area in a 50-mile radius, which is the area but wide. Yep. I would, again, target people of a certain income level because they're likely to own certain things of that nature. And I would create a dinner series. The video that you put out on Facebook is, I do investment real estate dinner series, 20 people RSVP. If you're interested, RSVP right here, and I will pick 20 people and send out an invite in a week, right? So now you've used Facebook locally to create a dinner that you're gonna pick up the bill for. You're gonna create a Google form URL where you get to ask any question you want. You know your business, right? So they have to fill out 13 questions. Now they have to RSVP and fill out 13 questions. You spent $1,000 on the ads. You spent another $1,000 on the dinner. You're in for 2,000, right? And you are in for five hours of reading 89 or three hours or an hour of reading 137 applications. And you pick 20 people, right? Now you've got 20 people where you're the maestro, you're the guy, you're sitting around and a million different things can happen. You could buy from two of them. Two of them could work for you for a year for free to learn. There's just a million different things that can happen. Now you've used Facebook digitally to create a real life experience at a dinner. Now you go to a, you do it once, you go to a second time to a restaurant and say, hey, I'm bringing 20 people. Can you get cop me the dinner? So now you've saved your thousand back. Like just smart, hustle, yep. smart, yeah, yeah. hustle. That's how you become the guy. I love that. Yeah, I love it. Well, before That's we get great. out of here, I want, I want to shift gears yes. over to the last segment of the show, which we call our fire round. It's time for the fire round. This show is sponsored by Airbnb. Did you know that a long time ago, before I ever started my real estate business, I turned one of my first primary residences into an Airbnb? And that's the extra income that I needed from Airbnb that gave me the confidence to go out and work for myself and eventually quit my 9-to-5 job. And now I have dozens of Airbnbs all over the country. I've even partnered up with the old David Green on a recent property in Scottsdale to take our portfolio to the next level. And of course, we host it on Airbnb. But you don't need to be a full-time real estate investor to start on Airbnb. 
As a matter of fact, I was self-managing 10 properties while working my nine to five job, so I know anybody can do it. Think about it this way. You're looking for extra income and going on a vacation. Wouldn't it be great to rent out your space and let your property pay for itself while you're gone? I did this one time. I pitched my wife and my roommate because we were house hacking on the idea of renting out our home and it paid for all of our expenses on a trip to Mexico City. So go and give it a try. It might just change your life just like it did mine. And I really do mean that. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I'm curious, have you been struggling to keep your vacation rental booked? I totally get it. It's tough to manage and keep filled. But we found something that really works. It's called Vacasa. They've seriously changed the game for a lot of the BP audience. In almost every market they're in, Vacasa manages to fill up the calendar more than anyone else. And get this, the average Vacasa user sees about 24% more bookings than with other managers. That's a lot of extra income. Curious to see what you could be earning? You can get a personalized income estimate right there. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised at what Vacasa can do for you. Check out biggerpockets.com slash Vacasa, spelled V-A-C-A-S-A, biggerpockets.com slash Vacasa. You might think you want real estate, but that's not true. What you really want is passive income. With new investors struggling to find deals or get enough money to buy them and veteran landlords tired of the constant tenant phone calls, is there a better alternative? Actually, there is. Short notes from Connect Invest. Connect Invest is an online investing platform that allows you to easily participate in passive real estate investing, and all you need is $500 to start. Short Notes collectively funds a diversified portfolio of commercial and residential real estate projects across acquisition, construction, and development phases. You'll earn a fixed monthly income without the hassle of owning or managing real estate. Head to connectinvest.com BP to create your account. Fund your digital wallet with at least $500. Select from 6, 12, and 24-month short notes with annualized return rates up to 9%. Then sit back and let your monthly returns roll in. Join today by visiting connectinvest.com VP. Connectinvest.com VP. As home prices and interest rates continue to rise and inventory levels dip, it's getting harder to find quality flips and wholesale deals. When there's not enough on-market inventory to go around, it's time to start looking off-market. Lucky for you, there are millions of homeowners nationwide who own a property they need to get off their hands. I got two words for you, my friend. PropStream it. PropStream is the leading real estate data provider and recognized as a Tech 100 honoree by Housing Wire for the fourth consecutive year. With PropStream, you can search over 155 million properties nationwide using 120 plus search filters like pre-foreclosure, bankruptcy, pre-probate, failed listings, and more to help you find motivated sellers in seconds. PropStream offers both public record data and an MLS sales estimate that's over 99% accurate to help you get the most accurate comps even in non-disclosure states. PropStream also provides lead automation, skip tracing, and a marketing suite with emails, postcards, and custom landing pages to close more deals efficiently. Get started today with their seven-day free trial and get 50 leads for free. Head on over to www.propstream.com BP. That's www.propstream.com BP. Now, these are questions from our audience, from people who are part of our community. I actually asked all these on Facebook, so I'm going to just fire them at you and see what you got to say. Let's go. All right, number one, Daniel Tansel asked, what are your thoughts on New Year's resolutions and why most people don't keep them? Because it's a bad concept, right? Like, why do you need January 1st to start getting your life in shape? Use yep. February 3rd, use March 9th, use December 16th. It's just a bad concept. All right. Nice. That's great. All right, Derek Clifford asks, what does your morning routine look like? How important is a morning routine? I used to not have one. I have one a little bit more now because 
I work out every morning, first thing in the morning. I don't think it's that important for a certain group of people. Other people are a little more, you know, like, I, I don't want to call it OCD, but like, you know, like they like to, my dad and my best friend Brandon who run Wine Library are very similar. They have to like lock the door three times, triple check this. Like, I'm like ridiculous. I'm completely like, I don't need a routine. It's not important to me. I think self-awareness is important. If you know you need a routine, stick to it. If yeah. you don't and you're functioning and you're happy, you don't need to force it. Yeah. Makes awesome. sense. All right. My buddy Sean O'Neill asked, what is your favorite wine region in the world? And then he, he said, if you say anything other than Washington State, I have to hang up on you. But what is your, <laughs> I won't hang up on you. What's your favorite wine region uh, you know in the world? You know what's funny? Because I don't want you to hang up on me. I, Walla Walla, Washington, which is a side island, is one of my five favorites. Yeah. So I'll give that to Good him. Call. Good. I'm a big fan of Portugal and the Dow region. So I would say Portugal. Okay. Cool. Perfect. All right. Phil Trujillo asks, if you can invest 10,000 bucks in something right now, what would you invest? And what about 100000 Uh Both answers would be Facebook. And I'll tell you why. It's guaranteed. It's stock? For 98% of people because they need it to return. For the 2% that could let it go to zero, I would go completely the other way and do something ridiculous like buy beachfront property. Like in your guys' world, I would buy beachfront property in some ridiculous place in like the Caribbean or South America that nobody's ever heard of that like you're not even sure if like the government is stable like just <laughs> complete or, nice. or some new cryptocurrency that popped up literally today and is one cent or you know just something extremely high risk high reward i think people are confused with the way they invest they invest in the middle i'm a big fan if you noticed on my two answers to go one way or the other yeah 98 of people who need the money to return facebook or amazon because it will return in a five-year macro just don't touch it when the market goes down you're good for people that are fortunate, maybe like me, 2%, go bonkers crazy in the other direction where it's more just fun of the story and the financial impact means something. You know, it actually, getting a 5,000x return, that means something, whereas you can't get your juices going for 20 or 30%. There you go. Makes sense. All right, Jordan Thibodeau, I'll say this is the last question of the fire round. Jordan Thibodeau asked, you talk a lot about hustle, but many failed opportunities hustle as hard as they, the successful ones and they come up short. So how much of success is due to luck? I don't think it's luck. I think it's talent and work ethic. I think talent is the one nobody wants to talk about because it's like being beautiful. Yeah. Like you can't fucking change it, which is yeah. why self-awareness is my jam. You know how many people are real estate investing right now or doing social media or wine or any writing books, trying to think about all our joint things yeah. that are the third best pasta cook in the world and will never know it? Do you know how many people right now are making $400,000 a year selling homes, but would be making 2.7 selling art? Yeah. yeah. Do you know how many people, like, I mean, I can go, I mean, I've made my point, right? Like, that's a great about, point, man. That's the point, guys. The point isn't about luck. Luck is, like, luck happens every day and people don't see it. Like, people don't have the talent to, was it lucky that I met Mark Zuckerberg? No, I made a video that caught his eye. Like, there's a million things that happen. Luck is the wrong way to think about it. It's not controllable. The thing that's controllable is putting yourself in a position to try different things and see what makes you happy. The big thing about crushing it and crush it to tie it all together here in a bow is I talk about doing stuff that you love. When you love it, well, then you work 15 hours a day. If you're working 15 hours a day just for the money to then do the thing you love, you lost. Yeah, that's great, man. All right, before we let you go, last question. Yeah. What sets apart 
successful entrepreneurs from those who give up, fail, or never get started? It's so fun that literally the last thing I said is the answer. It's the people that are happy with the process versus the people that are looking for the pot. I love making the rainbow, not getting to the pot of the goal yeah. at mm. the end. Like the Jets. I love it. That's, That's the, awesome, man. The, the Jets. Yeah. Me, like one day I'll be 87 <laughs> and people and people are going to tweet 30 years from now or whatever we're doing and then and saying things like, well, fuck Gary V, don't listen to him. He didn't achieve his goal of buying the Jets. And the truth is they missed the point. Yep. My, I've already achieved my goal. It's the chase of the Jets. The yep. journey, yep. The journey, awesome. brother. So, awesome. Guys, I love you. Happy Thank you so Gary. much, Gary. Thanks, man. Enjoy. Take, Take care. Bye-bye. All right, guys, that was Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk, the man, the myth, <laughs> the legend. Yeah, that was I, great. That was great. You know, I, I whenever I talk to Gary or, or I shouldn't say talk to him, but I hear from Gary. I always leave inspired. So there is a video. If you guys are not driving right now, if you're like at a computer, go to Google and type in. I think it's type in read this if you need some motivation. Oh, uh, yeah. And there's a blog post that this guy put out on a, on a site called it used to be called Think Traffic. I can't remember what it's called now. Read this. I'm going to look it up. Anyway, in there, he links to a keynote speech that Gary Vaynerchuk gave. And it's unbelievably good. I'll actually put it in the show notes at uh, biggerpockets.com slash show 264. I'll actually put that YouTube video there. And it's definitely not family friendly in terms of language, but it's unbelievably, unbelievably good. That fires me up every time. So anyway, I, I love talking or uh, hearing from Gary uh, because I just leave me fired up. We talk all the time. Yeah, me and him all are BFFs. Yeah, nice. you know. But no, uh, anyway, I, I I love that. And again, it just, it reminds me of that. Like we are in a different world than 10 years ago, 20 years ago. And yep. the people who can who can harness the tools that we have in today's world, like social media, can really do some amazing things. Um, like even the, the idea that he came up with the top of his head on the show for real estate investors. I thought that right. was fantastic. Like building up a, a dinner for people, yeah. like whether- That's I mean, clever. Yeah. Well, those- it's, it's akin to, to, to the putting together a real estate meetup group in, in your, in your area, which we talk about all the time on the show. Right. But it's yeah. just a different angle to take. Yeah. I, I mean, look at the end of the day, social media is quote, new media is current media. Uh, you know, people consume, nobody reads magazines anymore. You know, people are spending less time on television. People are spending less time with other people. They're spending more time on their phones, flipping through pictures and stuff. By the way, I just took a month off of social media. And boy, do I feel good. Yeah, I, I, you know, while I've been dealing with all this stuff, I, I have not been on social media except to post uh, a video yesterday that I think some people would get a kick out of. But uh, that was pretty awesome. You eating a pickle? Yeah, that was great. Oh, man, that was horrible. That was horrible. Josh, but, you guys yeah. don't know how much Josh hates pickles. Like, if a waitress walks out with a pickle on the plate, even though he's told her not to, he will, he will straight out just, you know, Yell and scream and throw a certain, throw the throw the pickle across the, the across the room. Okay, you're not that bad, but you will you will send that plate back even if it's like the pickles like within ten feet of that plate. It goes back. <laughs> yeah, well, and 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 it was yeah. I I, I ate a a really nasty pickle sandwich as uh, yeah that you did. a way you know for for my daughter basically because I told her I would I would do some some really nasty thing if she worked her butt off and she did so. Um, but anyway, new media is current media. That's where people are. That's where they spend their time. That's where they're consuming information. So if you are not there. It doesn't matter what your profession, it doesn't matter what you're doing, real estate, you know, accounting, that's where people are going to find you, you know? So 
that's why I think Gary and his books and what he's doing is so important um, because I, th- I, I think people still believe that like, oh, social media is like this newfangled thing that, you know, no, that is where it is literally. And as much as it disturbs me, because it does disturb me, like I, I very frustrated when I go out and about and I see people who are just glued to their phones, like, yeah. <laughs> but it is a fact of life. Like people aren't experiencing life anymore. They're glued to their phones. Well, if you are a business person, you better capitalize upon that. You better use that to your advantage and reach them where they are. But the fact of the matter is people are spending way too much time on their phones. They're glued to this stuff, but Hey, you know, if they are catch them, catch them where they are. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I, I still use that moment app on my phone to try to get me to limit how much time I'm on my phone. I love that thing. And the other big thing, by the way, about talking to Gary, you know, he dives in on who figuring out who you are, right? I I love, love how he talks about, look, you can go and make a million dollars doing something you hate, you know, but you hate life. Why the hell would you do that? Yeah. Right. I also liked, you know, again, where, where he was talking about, Hey, what's the difference between 200 and 300,000 at the end of the, or, or 60 and 120 you know, if you're miserable. So figure that out. If it's not real estate, find out what it is that makes you happy. The thing about real estate is it gives so many people opportunities to get out of those things that that they do hate. And that's why people love it so much, I believe. Yeah, that's why I love it. And I, you know, people will say from time to time, like my buddy Seth Mosley or even uh, Ben Labovich will say it. Like I, they don't like real estate. I actually do like real estate a lot. They don't like real estate they like what real estate gives them, right? They like the freedom and it's the, I, I firmly believe this. I think you firmly believe it. Real estate is the number one best way for the average person to build wealth in America today. Like it, you don't have to be born with a silver spoon. What? Or or start uh, some kind of business, but, but I think real estate lends itself yeah. to more opportunities. I think it's, it's easier than starting a business, but it is starting a business. It's kind of business. It right? is a business. And here's my thinking with business. Like, and now I could be wrong here, but, you know, they say like what 90% of businesses fail in the first five years. I don't believe that 90% of real estate investors would fail if they're just like doing what they're supposed to do. Now, once they start. They, once they start. Yeah. Once they start they buying property. Never, never get started, right? Yes. And that's, that's probably why it's harder to start to invest in real estate than it is to go start a Tupperware business or whatever. But I feel like real estate is more secure. I mean, I love business. I start businesses all the time because I just really like business. But most of my business ventures that I try to do end up failing. But real estate is like my one constant that I just know that it's going to work out. The what? Nothing. Don't worry. Are you making fun of me? (laughs) I was just talking about some business ventures. Like my my wooden sunglasses business or my, uh, you know, whatever. I hear it. I, I, as I talk smack about them, I, that's why I love you, man. I mean, like I, I (laughs) trying and trying and trying and that's like, that's what it takes. Right. I mean, you just got to keep trying. Yeah, there's this there's a great quote that says, I think I think Cuban said it maybe. Like the it was like the great thing about entrepreneurship is you only have to be right once. Yeah. Because like you can fail and fail and fail and fail and then hit one right and then you're just you're good for life, you know, if you hit the right one. By the so. by the way, that that whole idea that you had about creating iron uh kites to fly, I think it's <laughs> you trying that one. It it's was great. not iron kites, which is normal kites. The kite business, the kites are a cool business model. I still want to sell. I have like 400 kites in my closet that I still want to sell someday, but I probably won't do it. What I, here's what I found when in my, it just is an interesting topic. And so like a year and a half ago, I had this idea. I wanted to sell kites on the internet. I thought that'd be a fun thing to sell. Right. And I started getting into it 
And I realized that selling, like building an online business was ridiculously hard. It was way harder than real estate was, which I was shocked at. It's really hard, man. Yeah, it is hard. It's really hard. So I don't, I, I still would take real estate over any day. I mean, maybe, maybe five years ago it was easy. I don't know. Like there's a lot of gurus out there talking about how easy it is. Like, furthermore, it distracted me from a lot of things that I probably should have been doing. Like what I should have done is here's what, here's what I did. I hired my little brother a year ago, a little over a year ago. And I said, Hey, I will hire you full time to work for me and you can go build a business, this kite business. We spent a solid year working. Well, he spent a year working on it and we never really got it successful. We spent a lot of money and wasted a lot of money. I should have just hired him to do my corporate competency, which was real estate. He should have just been yeah. finding real estate deals, which is how we're going to shift moving forward. Anyway, Makes lesson, sense. lesson Makes learned. Sense. Yeah. Cool. Anyway. All right, guys. Well, listen, hope you enjoyed it. You know, hope you got a couple nuggets out of it. Again, we thought there was enough value in there to make this a worthwhile show. You know, if you take one or two lessons from any show, anything that we do, any anything in life, right? You read a book, you walk away with one nugget. I, I certainly... I uh, walked away from from some stuff and and really appreciate Gary coming on the show today and uh, you know look forward to uh, hearing you guys' feedback on everything and and obviously I'm excited to see Brandon's uh, you know kite business uh, get off the ground. <laughs> I'm done with the kite business. <laughs> All right, well let's get out of here. All right, man. Well, I'm Josh Dorkin, host of the Bigger Pockets podcast. Big thanks to my replacement hosts for filling in for me while I've been gone and, and uh, future filling in for me uh, when I'm not able to be around, but thanks to everybody. Thanks for all the support, Brandon. Thanks for holding it down. And uh, until next time, I'm out of here. You're not going to sign up with, this is Josh Dorkin signing off. There you go. There, <laughs> there it was nicely done. You're listening to bigger pockets radio, simplifying real estate for investors, large and small. If you're here looking to learn about real estate investing without all the hype, you're in the right place. Be sure to join the millions of others who have benefited from BiggerPockets.com, your home for real estate investing online. The market is changing and finding your way can be tricky. Rates shift, headlines whirl, but your goal hasn't changed. You want financial freedom and the best investors know it's not about timing the market. It's about time in the market. If you're ready to get into the real estate investing game or take your game to the next level, finding an investor-friendly agent is your next step. With BiggerPockets Agent Finder, you can find the right agent in minutes. Just head to biggerpockets.com deals and enter a few details about what and where you want to buy and bam, instantly match with an investor-friendly agent who fits the bill. These local market experts can help you navigate the neighborhoods, analyze the numbers, and take action with confidence once and for all. This free resource is only available at biggerpockets.com deals. Get an agent, get the deal, and get closer to financial freedom at biggerpockets.com deals. That's biggerpockets.com deals to find your investor-friendly agent today. The content of this podcast is for informational purposes only. Past performance is not indicative of future results, and all hosts and participant opinions are their own. Investment in any asset, real estate included, involves risk. Use your best judgment and consult with qualified advisors before investing. Only risk capital you can afford to lose. BiggerPockets LLC disclaims all liability for direct, indirect, consequential, or other damages arising from reliance upon information presented in this podcast.